Hey there, friend, and welcome to the You Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Mindy Hancock, and I am so glad you are listening in today. Authenticity truly happens when you let go of all the things you think you need to be. Each episode, we'll talk everything from mindset, motivation, inspiration, tough love, anxiety, mental health, and so much more. Rest assured, you can take the tools and strategies in this podcast and apply them to start living your most purposeful life out loud. All right, let's settle in for the goodness that is to come in this episode. Hey, real quick, let me just tell you something. I am so excited to let you know that I am actually offering free discovery calls right now. What does that mean? It means that you get to jump on a call with me for free and let's talk about what you're struggling with. Is it your anxiety? Is it your limiting beliefs? Is it the fact that you aren't feeling like you're very confident right now and you're just really wanting to learn how to stop being a people pleaser and just start living your life? Well, I'm here to tell you that we can jump on a free call. All you have to do is go to the link in my in the show notes, or you can go to mindyhancock.com and request a free call. So I'll chat with you soon. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the You Out Loud podcast. Today starts episode one of our three-part series. We are talking about anxiety in the next few episodes. So if you are like many of us who have anxiety, maybe really not even sure, and maybe you haven't even come to the terms that what some of the feelings that you're having are anxiety, but I want you to know that you're not alone and that those thoughts and feelings and overwhelm and worry are not who you are, maybe a part of you, but my goal in this three-part series is to help you understand what anxiety is. But then on top of that, I want you to understand that it's okay for you to have this. It's okay for you to have anxious thoughts. It's okay for you to have these worries. But the important thing here is to understand why you're having them, what's causing them, what's triggering them, and then how can you work with your anxiety and help get yourself through it and uh, maybe even find ways to calm. So This is what you're going to be hearing in the next few episodes. So today we're just talking about anxiety. What is anxiety? What happens in your brain when you have an anxious thought or anxious feeling or you feel overwhelmed and stressed? There's so much that happens inside of your body and inside of your brain when you are having an anxious, I'm not even going to say a panic attack because, or an anxiety attack. I am just talking about your anxious thoughts, okay? Now, this can lead into anxiety attacks at some point if we are not taking care and and finding ways to cope or finding healthy ways to cope and strategies to help get you through these anxious thoughts and anxious times and moments. Um, But it's no... Anxiety is so prevalent right now, and I think a lot of it has to be con- 
has to be contributed to COVID, to what's going on in our world, the recent events, and it's causing a lot of anxiousness and uneasiness and and it's causing us to feel overwhelmed and almost like we are out of control. And a lot of times as humans, we don't like to feel that feeling. We don't like to feel like we don't have our hands on the steering wheel. We want to know that we are in control of everything that's going on around us at all times. But there's absolutely no way that we can be in control at all times of our lives. We may try. We may put ourselves in position to be in control. We may try to control situations and control reactions and control other people. But that is not – ultimately, you are not controlling the outcome of things or your fate or what might be happening a week from now. You don't actually have control over that. Right. So sometimes it's learning how to release that control. But then a lot of times when we release it, that's when the anxiety and the stress and the overwhelm settles in because we aren't in control anymore. And what I want you to know is that being in control or wanting the need to be in control is not something that is foreign to me. (laughs) I like to be in control. I like to be in control of you know, what's coming up. I like to be in control. Like even in a vehicle, I don't trust many people to be a passenger in their car. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I don't mean it anything about their character. It comes from trauma for me. Okay. I was in a really bad car accident um, when I was 18 years old. And it was, I was hit head on by someone who when I saw them coming towards me, I was completely out of control. I could not prevent the impact. There was nothing that I could do to prevent the impact. However, after that point, I had a hard time being a passenger in any car because I didn't even have the opportunity at all to be in control. Even though I wasn't in control in that particular situation, I had no way to prevent. I had nowhere to go in order to be um, saved from that impact. But I could not find myself sitting in a passenger seat and be in absolute zero control. So it took me a long time to really be able to ride in the car as a passenger with anyone, but unless they're very close to me. So like, for instance, my husband, I ride with him in a passenger seat, my mom. um, But that's pretty much it. Like I am always the one who says, "I'll, I'll be the one who drives. There's a select few friends that I will go, okay, I trust them. I initially trust them. But it has nothing to do with their personality or how well we get along. It just is a, in the moment, I don't, I need to feel in control. So a lot, a lot of times I offer to drive in situations just because of that. So I want you to know that I know what it feels like to not be in control and want to be in control of your surroundings and your events and what, what things are coming up but you're not always going to be in control, okay? And sometimes we have to be able to release it. We have to be able to say, okay, I can't control this. But then when you can't control it and those anxious thoughts come in and that overwhelm and and those nerves and those worries come in, what do you do with them? Before we get into that, that's going to be another episode. What do we do once we're there, okay? I want to talk to you about the physical signs of stress and anxiety. So some of you may be going, I don't know, maybe I have anxiety. Maybe I have anxiety sometimes. I'm not a real anxious person. And I'll tell you, 
girlfriend, I am right there with you because I was such a good cope. I, I, I had such good coping skills, but really they were just ways that I cover up. I was able to cover up my anxiety that I even tricked myself into thinking that I didn't have it until it came to a point that I could not silence the anxious thoughts and it it led into a panic attack. But that is another conversation and I actually think I have an episode all about my anxiety story and you can go back to that and listen to it if you want to hear that conversation. But I know what it's like to kind of tell yourself, I don't, you don't have it. You don't have anxiety. You don't struggle with that. That's not something that's a part of you. You've got everything in control. And then when you don't have it in control and it's hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a really hard pill to swallow for me to say, okay, I have, I have anxiety sometimes, but there's nothing wrong with me. And so I want to tell you that too. If you have anxiety sometimes, or you have these anxious thoughts or intrusive thoughts, or scary thoughts even, you're not alone and there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. We just have to know how can we deal with them, okay? So when you have anxiety or stress or overwhelm, a lot of things can happen in our physical body. So one thing that happens is you can get really tense. You can notice that your shoulders are really tense and tight. You might notice that you're clenching your jaw. You might notice that your stomach feels like it's in knots or you feel sick to your stomach or you feel that pit in the bottom of your stomach that's kind of making you like, ugh, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I feel kind of, ugh. Um, also, sometimes we have those that it, this weird f- overflow of emotions that's telling us nothing is wrong with this current situation, or there may be nothing going on that is you are in immediate danger, but you have an overwhelming sense of, I need to get out of this situation right now. And I've been in that. I've been in the situation where nothing is, there's nothing going wrong. I just have this overwhelming sense of I have to get out, I have to get out, and it becomes this survivor flight kind of response, but there's nothing going on. But I needed to be in control of the situation, and I felt like I needed to get out in order to feel like I had control. So some of the these are some of the things you may feel manifest in your body, tension, headache, um, it may be even crying, but it may be clenching your jaw, it may be clenching your fist, it may be sick to your stomach. It may be sweating. There's so many different things that can manifest physically in your body, but I also want to touch on what happens inside of your brain. So let's get a little sciencey here. If you're not a science geek, that's fine. I don't really love science either, but I do love to know what happens inside of the brain so that I can better understand what's happening inside of my brain, what's happening inside of my clients' brains, what's happening inside of my students' brains so that I can help them move past that. So inside of our brain, we have what's called the prefrontal cortex. So right now, if you're listening and you're in a space where you can put your hand in a fist, I want you to put your thumb, tuck your thumb inside of your fist, okay? So you have a fist, like you're about to give somebody a fist bump. However, your thumb is tucked inside, okay? The front part of your fist, where your four fingers are facing forward, where you would be the part where you would bump someone if you're going to give them a fist bump. That is the part of the brain. So this hand right here is a brain, okay? So that part of your hand, of your fist, is like the front part of your brain, which is what we call the prefrontal cortex, okay? I'm going to say that again. The front part of your fist is the front part of your brain, which we call, which is called, not we call, it is called 
the prefrontal cortex. And in this space, this is where we are, we make rational decisions. This is where we make smart decisions. This is where we think before we act. This is when we're, where we think before we speak. This is where the good stuff goes down, right? This is where we're able to make decisions from a rational um, standpoint. We're able to lead with discernment. We're able to really understand, okay, the cause and effect, the pros and cons, and we're able to understand before we make a decision. This is the smart part of our brain. But that thumb that's tucked inside there, that is your amygdala, okay? This is where our emotional responses happen. So when we get really stressed or really overwhelmed, I want you to imagine that that amygdala is your is like a fire alarm, okay? So if you're inside of a building and a fire alarm goes off or you're inside of your house and your security alarm goes off, we know that that is the most awful sound ever. And all you can think of it about is how can I get it turned off immediately? Or how can I get out of this building so I don't have to hear this awful sound? Well, imagine it being the same way. So when you're in a, a heightened state of emotion, you're really stressed or worried or anxious or overwhelmed, and you are Oh, you're in this state where your amygdala is almost sounding like a fire alarm inside of your brain. So what happens when we're in the middle of a fire alarm? We can't think clearly because all we can think about is how, oh my gosh, this is killing me. I need to get out of here. I need to make this stop. It's the same thing that's happening inside of your brain. You're not able to make decisions from that prefrontal cortex, that smart part of your brain that makes us rational decisions because the fire alarm is going off. Your amygdala is sounding and you are not able to make those rational decisions. You're making emotional decisions. This is where we might say things we don't mean. We might do something that we might regret later. We might even you know, make a decision that we aren't even actually, we're not even remotely agree with at that time, but, or in, in, in the latter, but what happens is we can, we literally have no way of overriding that. Do we? Just kidding. We do. I just wanted to test you there. When we, when our amygdala is, when we are heightened in a heightened state of emotion, there are ways to bring that sense of calm back to your body, back to your brain, and allow yourself to calm so that you can start to make decisions or responses from that prefrontal cortex and that smart part of your brain that's rational, okay, and not from that emotional part of your brain. So if you've ever been in an argument, let's say you're in an argument with your significant other, or your best friend, and you're mad, and you're yelling at each other, whatever, and whatever. If you've ever been in a kind of any kind of argument, and you say things that you don't mean, and later you're like, oh no, why did I say that? I should have never said that. I feel horrible. Um, that is because you were operating from a space of heightened emotions. You were not in a space where you were able to think before you actually respond to speak, okay? We were upset, we were we were driven by emotions. What about if you're if you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off and you're like <gasps> you get that immediate rush of oh my goodness, I almost got into an accident and sometimes we might even have a little bit of road rage, okay? Um those are responses to an action or responses to an event that cr that cause an emotional like cause a heightened state of emotion inside of your brain. So that is why we 
a lot of times when you hear someone say, think before you speak or think before you act, well, that sounds really good in theory, right? That we should think before we speak or think before we act. And we, as growing up, you know, we get told that think before you speak, think before you act. Are you not thinking? Well, it depends on what's going on inside of your brain. It doesn't mean that you're not thinking. It means that you're, you may not be able to think clearly. Okay. So that is a very key point here. If you are in a heightened state of emotion, you may be thinking, but you're not thinking clearly enough to be able to make a rational decision or a rational response. Okay. So I hope that this little science lesson was able to make you make you aware of what exactly is happening inside of your brain and you're like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. That's maybe why I said X, Y, and Z to my husband yesterday. Or maybe that makes more sense as to why, you know, this happened. Um, and not saying it's not your fault because there this does not give an excuse to say things for uh, to other people. And then we can come back and say, well, I was in a heightened state of emotion. My amygdala was very, was very um, heightened and I was not able to make sound decisions for my prefrontal cortex. No, we're not making excuses here. I'm just trying to give you the science behind what goes on inside of your brain. So that when we get to the episode of how can we calm that, we can understand. We can understand what's happening inside of our brain so we can know where we need our brain to be in order to make those rational decisions, okay? So that is it in a nutshell of what happens to your body and your brain when you are anxious. And I hope that this was informative. I hope that you were able to, you know, understand a little bit better maybe what happens inside of your body and your brain. And maybe you were like, maybe you had an aha moment. Maybe you're like, oh yeah, this really made sense. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I would love to continue this conversation with you over on Instagram. You can DM me on at Mindy L. Hancock or at you.out.loud. That's so hard to say. Um, or you can always screenshot this episode and tag me in your Instagram stories. I would love to hear um, if that this resonated with you. And then you can stay tuned for the next two parts. The next part we'll be talking about what is causing you that anxiety. What are the triggers? What are the things that are happening that may be causing you anxiety? And then the last part is what can we do to work with our anxiety? What are some things that we can add to our toolbox to help us calm and get back to a state of groundedness and so that we can make better decisions. So stay tuned for the next two episodes in the anxiety series. And I cannot wait to see you then. So have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to the You Out Loud podcast. I hope this episode was able to help you shift your mindset, take the step, or give you the little push you needed. If you loved this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends, tag us on Instagram, or leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. It is truly appreciated, and I do a little happy dance every single time. You are so important, and life is way too short to be playing small. It's time to take a chance on yourself and start living out loud.